Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. (laughs) I feel the Lord. (laughs) I tell you, um, what will I tell you? These moments are just shooting from the hip. We had this happen in the first service, you know, and I, I sensed the Lord, you know, this morning as I began to pray and seeking what he wanted to do. I just said, Lord, if, if you want this message, you can have it. If you want to do something else, I just yield to you. I, I want you. I want you. I don't, I don't. I've got, I've got a wonderfully constructed sermon that I've been trying to preach since early January on the four keys to dispossessing our enemy. And I, it may be fine, it may be for another time, but here's, church, I want to encourage us. We want a person, and that person is Jesus. And I've committed, I've committed my heart to it, I've committed everything about it that as long as we're leading the church, our top priority is going to be the presence of God. And I, I want that to be in every location, in Mount Carmel, in Carlinville, in, in Effingham or Evansville, wherever. I, I want it to be about one thing and it to be about Jesus. And I, I, I believe that for a purpose because what my concern is that this type of thing has become abnormal. Like worshiping like this and coming into the presence of God and, and doing this, this has become weird. That you're one of those weird churches. When did that become weird? To worship God. Well, all that singing and just over and over and over. The only reason that's an issue is because our focus is not on Jesus. It's on ourselves. And church became modeled around the people so much that doing things that are totally just for him, that are just outside of ourselves and we're just worshiping him, making him the centerpiece, making it all about him, looking at him, singing to him, praising him, that somehow became weird and accepted and normal game became Let's sing a few songs, hear a good sermon, and head to the house. And I'm just saying, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm not saying I don't want people. I'm just saying, I want it all to be around him. Because when he comes, he does things that nothing else can do. No one else can do. No one can do for Velissa what God did for Velissa. My sermon, as amazing and incredible as it was, no, just kidding. It would would not do that for her. The power of God is what we need. Now, sometimes we may move through the message because we can swing over into another ditch and say, oh, it's only a great service if we worship the whole time. No. Pretty soon we'll be flaky, unstable people that are, wee, we just want to sing and worship, but we don't want to fall into the conviction of the cutting word of God 
See how quickly it turns? <laughs> oh, freedom, that's right. Yes, freedom, we need more of that. Less preaching is just, you know, we need both. We need both. So we're surrendering to the person, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what our goal is. Our goal is, I believe that the cross of Calvary was our victory. And I believe that Jesus died so that we can live free. And I want what happened to Mickey Stanley. She was the lady that had arthritis in her knee and her hip. She said it was so bad she couldn't even walk when she got up. And she came to church and she said, I'm just telling you right now, I have no pain. I didn't tell her that. I didn't manipulate that. I didn't bring up 17 other cases to present to her why God didn't heal these people, so therefore you shouldn't be pain-free. I'm not trying to explain it away. I'm trying to give him glory for it. I'm trying to magnify him for it. I'm saying, yes, Lord, more Lord, more Jesus, more Jesus, because there might be a Belissa that hears that. There might be somebody in Mount Carmel and Carlinville that heard that word and said, wait a minute, that's me. And let God touch them. Because I believe that God is a living God. I believe he's alive and well, and I believe he wants to work in our midst. So here's what I'm going to preach in the next few minutes. Isaiah 53. Open your Bibles. I'm going to do this in... A few minutes, we're going to take communion. And I felt the Lord. No more bondage. I am free. We pulled out some old Eddie James there. I know you may not know who that is, but. Oh. Oof. Oof. I just feel a little giddy up in my spirit. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because I, I remember the story of the Bible of a woman with multiple demons, all kinds of perversion, all kinds of issues, a filthy woman. But Jesus healed her and cleansed her. And in response to that, she, she comes into a room full of religious leaders, comes up behind Jesus and begins to weep over his feet, drying his feet with her hair and then anointing him with oil, begin to worship at him and the religious people. Jesus, if you knew what kind of woman that was, you wouldn't let her touch you like that. And he said these words, who has been forgiven much, loves much. I don't know how much you've been forgiven, but this old boy has been forgiven a lot. And I just feel the love of God as if what he's brought me from. No more chains. No more bondage. Woo! That may not mean much to you, but you don't know what I've been brought out of. Sometimes you get a little judgmental about someone else's worship and praise and think, well, that's a little bit excited. You don't know what they came from. You don't know what they came out of. You don't know what they're grateful for. Be careful! Be careful! <laughs> Woo! Hey, I feel the Lord stirring a grateful worship in here. Jesus, Jesus.
that some of you might have been born saved, and that's good. Some of, that's wonderful. But some of us, woo, woo. Oh, I was, oh, Jesus. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. I'm thankful. I'm going to take this communion today. I'm going to look at that cross because that's where I deserve to be. I'm, I'm free. I'm free. Woo! I'm free by the blood of the Lamb. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm walking in liberty because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Not because of my emotions. Not because of my feelings. But because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on a cross, was pierced through for my redemption. I am no longer mine. I've been bought with a price. I'm free in Jesus' name. Have you found Isaiah 53? It says in verse 1, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he, talking about Jesus, shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we see him, I'm convinced from my own experience, from my own life, that the person who's not willing to worship Jesus with all of their heart is because they haven't seen him yet. I didn't worship God. I didn't do things like this because I never saw him. I saw church. I saw raised in church, walked in church, and, and grew up in church, knew all the church stuff. But there came a moment in my life when I saw him. And when I saw him, the things that I've seen, I can't unsee. And once I've seen him like that, then it brings something different into our life. When we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Come on, this is Jesus, the Son of God. The perfect Lamb of God who had no sin. He was wounded. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray and we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. They made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit 
in his mouth. Lord Jesus. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. He shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death and was numbered with the transgressors and bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.